getting into the fades, the first round leader bets, the showdown picks, and some prize picks coverage here for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. All right, so we are finally getting some interesting ownership talk here. Uh, some ownership talk that actually is worthwhile. The last few tournaments, we have seen a lot of the top end leverage plays. And last week was a pretty awesome week leverage wise. Besides Cam Davis, that is. He was terrible. But besides that, we had Kyle Morikawa, Hideki, Xander, JT, who bounced back pretty well. Saith Tagala, uh, Sanjay, Tony, Thomas Dietrich. So a lot of the top end players ended up being like pretty good leverage plays. But this week, it's interesting just in the fact that the last few weeks, we've had so many great plays on the top end that the ownership was spread out enough to the point in which you couldn't really see, say players are overowned. Well, now we can see that someone like Andrew Putnam currently being undervalued compared to the field, compared to how he's projected to do. You know, looking at Seamus Power, looking at Tom Hoagie, they are the same plays, yet we can get Andrew Putnam at a significantly cheaper price point. Uh, you know, Jordan Spieth, a great play. Matt Fitzpatrick, a great play. They are both very chalky, okay? And you could go down to maybe Seamus Power if you want to. I probably won't. I feel like Seamus Power is more of a GPP play, but just very interesting in that sense. So let's go ahead and just sort it by leverage rank. Who are the top leverage plays this week? So we got Thomas Dietrich popping up first overall. Okay, 12% projection ownership. And this is kind of going back to it. We have a lot of decent plays in that 8K points point range. Uh, Thomas Dietrich has been a golfer that's been really going off lately, so that does make sense. I can see why people don't want to play Matt Fitzpatrick or Matt Kuchar. I don't want to play Matt Kuchar, uh, but he is only coming at 10%. You know, a pretty good player. Obviously, Denny McCarthy as well. Pretty good player. I can see why people are not ending up on these two. And so... Yeah, sure, I might throw them into an ownership leverage build, but at the same time, I can see why people aren't ending up on them. Where we're really getting big leverage to me is Putnam, Dietrich, Taylor Moore, Justin Rose. Actually, I think this is a really good spot for Justin Rose. Uh, sure, the data might not suggest that he's a great play. I think the 9 to 5 model only had him as like the 16th best play. So given his price point, wouldn't be an elite play, but he is someone that's been trending in the right direction. And if you think about it, this should be a good course for him. So that does make sense. Troy Molinax, Trey, Trey Molinax, I almost said Troy Money Merritt. Trey Molinax is a decent play, okay? Actually, he's a really good play. Ranks out top 10 in the 9 to 5 model. And I, I, I get why people aren't playing him because it's Trey Molinax. It's tough to click on him. But at the same time, given his price point of 8.1, it almost feels like it should be an auto-click. You know, there are plays in which each week we kind of get price points um, where given how good of a play they are, we should be on them more. Okay, he is one of those players. He's currently being valued as a guy that's only going to finish top 30, which he has done two straight times at this tournament. And now he's made three straight cuts in a row, does rank out top 10 in the 9 to 5 miles. So we can see why he is some of this popping up here. Joel Damon, an ideal play this week. And so that is kind of shocking to me as well that, and these are small little things, okay, where, you know, they're all kind of priced the same, but it kind of all adds up. Like Joel Damon at 14, 13% owned doesn't really make sense when you look at the players around him. Because he's like an elite play. Got the uh, dad narrative too. He's already someone that had a dad bod going. So good for him there. He is someone that honestly could have been priced with Putnam, McNeely, Power. And he just wasn't, I think, because we didn't exactly know what the injury was prior. Okay, only being valued as someone that's going to finish top 15. So I think that's going to be a great spot. Let's go ahead and look at the reverse of this. So obviously players that are not good plays are not going to be ranking out well leverage-wise. So let's just go ahead and sort this by at least 8% projected ownership to get a true indication. We can see Lanto Griffin coming on in off of a good week, uh, does have good course history. People are kind of saying, all right, it was the back injury. He's good to go. And he did look good last week. So I kind of get it. But at the same time, I don't feel like we need to force him into our builds. I think there's going to be similar plays at lower price points. Grayson Sig is someone I'm on a decent amount this week. So it kind of pains me that the data is suggesting that we should be off of him. Same thing with Troy Merritt, Scott Piercy, Nick Taylor, Ryan Palmer. Like these are all players I'm on. Now they are in the yellow section. 
okay, starting to get into the red. So it's just kind of like hesitate, you know, think about it. Uh, whereas the red is pretty much saying don't play them. And let's sort this back by 6%. Yeah, no one else really popping up there as players we shouldn't be targeting too much. And so let's just do it by salary real quick. Who is the highest priced players that we should not be on uh, as much? Maybe Jordan Spieth is kind of popping up there. Okay, he's not a terrible player. Ranks out top 20. Same thing with Fitzpatrick. Same thing with McNeely. Like those guys are kind of starting to be slightly overvalued. Okay. At the same time, I'm ending up on them. It's a week in which I'm perfectly fine to eat that. Okay. Okay. So now we do know kind of the course rotation for this week. So we can actually make some bets if you wanted to, if maybe one of the courses are going to play easier than another, you can go ahead and make maybe some outright bets based off of that. So if you want to go by spyglass, you could look at Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, McNeely. Actually that section is loaded. Hovland, Kuchar, Dietrich. Like I would just go Fitzpatrick, Spieth, McNeely, maybe power. If you wanted to bet based off of Spyglass, if you want to bet based off of starting at Pebble Beach, you could do that as well. Tom Hoagie would really be it. And then Trey Mullinax, you know, he he's a player that does rank out really well. He's one of the better value-based bets that we get. Um, Scott Solings as well. I just, I don't like him that much. Uh, and then we're looking at uh, MP course, Monterey Peninsula. You could go Putnam, maybe Taylor. We're seeing a lot of the studs are going to be on that spyglass starting course. So maybe there could be an edge there DFS wise or betting wise. But what I really want to do is kind of to determine first round lead based off of starting course. Okay. And this is something that um, we have been getting the market on late. Okay. So hopefully it's out there. Okay. But we're going to be looking at the Monterey Peninsula first round lead. Obviously, Andrew Putnam would be one of those. Scott Piercy popping up there, and we could get some potential value. So, really, what I'm trying to do, you know, I would be fine betting four first round leaders for each course, which kind of sounds crazy. But typically speaking, we are going to get good numbers still for all the courses. And really, all it takes is to have one of them to hit. Okay. And we consistently do that with these course rotations and actually consistently do that each week by reducing the field down to the top 5% first round leader wise. It's actually easier to hit, obviously, because, well, a lot of the times golfers will split, you know, be, and that that's the unfortunate side of it is that it can be chopped a decent amount, but looking at, yeah, Andrew Putnam, Scott Pierce, I'd be fine with you. You go Nick Taylor. Um, and that that's probably, yeah, I probably won't force this one too much. Maybe just Putnam, Scott Piercy. Um, if someone else does, you know, oh, well, so let's just look at Pebble beach. We got Tom Hoagie, Denny McCarthy, Grayson Sig, and you could potentially go Will Gordon. I don't think we need to do that. Um, Justin Rose, maybe Russell Knox, maybe, you know, this is kind of loaded here and this kind of makes it seem like, I don't know, I, I probably would want to stay away from it because we got a lot of similar style plays in this, in this range. So maybe just go Tom Ogie, maybe just go Danny McCarthy. And then looking at Spyglass Hill, um, <laughs> very much loaded, uh, Hovland, uh, McNeely, Power, Fitzpatrick, Dietrich, uh, Jordan. So just the top four we could easily do. Uh, interesting there. Okay. Very interesting there. And just sorting it by everyone. We can kind of see who's most likely to have the first round lead. Now, one thing I went ahead and did is, um, on the nine to five PGA lineup builder, and this is where it's honestly been tough for me to give advice guys, because I have tools built out to just do this. So to produce content on just saying this guy's a good play because well, the tools that are set up to predict this stuff say it's a good play. It's not exactly content. And I apologize for that, but that's kind of the point of the tools, but I went ahead and I gave players starting on the MP course, a slight bump in their projection, because typically speaking, that is the course that plays the easiest, but really it all depends on weather. It depends on pin location uh, and T location. And we don't have that just yet, that information just yet. Okay. So I am favoring the MP course. That's my bet pretty much. Okay. So we can just go ahead and generate lineups. And I'm assuming players that are going off of the MP course are going to have a slight bump, but we did see 
that players that were going off of the MP course were not really the best. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see who it pulls in. So this is something where I would typically favor just the first round leader rank. Uh, but also we can kind of see, yeah, it is kind of favoring some players that were in uh, the MP course. So very interesting there. It is kind of tough to get on these players on the MP course. So we can see first round leader rank wise. Remember Putnam, Piercy, Higgs, Ben Taylor, Nick Taylor, uh, Baddeley, Shank. So those are the players we'd want to be on. We have Kitayama, Webb popping in there. Gosh, Webb, I don't, I would have to fade him. Probably take Webb out of there. Webb has been so bad. So bad. Let's see. Probably want more Nick Taylor, Andrew Putnam. Um, yeah, more Scott Piercy. Okay, so just kind of a something I wanted to show you guys there. Um, yeah, giving them a bump for the MP course starting course is still not having them all pull in, just given the fact that we don't have that many great plays, which to me, fascinating, okay? Um, it should be, but they're just not that good a play. So just interesting in general there. Okay, uh, now let's go ahead and get into some prize picks props. All right, let's get into prize picks for round one. Uh, as you can see, the edge that we had there in the fairways hit and the greens and regulation props that were out there, we're not really getting just in the amounts. They're only giving us four for fairways hit and greens and regulation, which honestly, they probably needed to do. On paper, those had been the, the props that we've been wanting to attack and they've been coming through for the most part. It was like, I would say 75% of the ones that were, you know, bets in these two categories that we're getting a big edge on hit, which obviously is a pretty good rate. Um, so they probably did need to make some adjustments. I'm curious as to see if it's just for this tournament because it's a three course rotation or even just for this round, because the players that we're getting on um, Pebble Beach, which is the players that they're pulling in here are not as good as some of the other ones. So just interesting there. Um, we could do strokes, but the scoring average uh, at this tournament is like 70.89. So about 200 par, but I, 1.7, but I, I just don't feel comfortable with these ones. Like if I were going to make some bets like that, I'd probably want to chase maybe Andrew Putnam going off of that easier track. They were also getting some pretty good props on like Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay. That's a pretty good number. Six, 69.8. Five, uh, maybe Jordan, but that's a little bit high. So we could just go Victor Hovland. You know, I like that number a little bit better. Maverick McNeely, same thing. Like if we're going to attack strokes, I would just feel much comfortable, much more comfortable doing it here. And me maybe even Joel Damon, like 70 for strokes. That's, that's too high. So I'd much rather do that here. Like if we were going to do strokes here, I'd probably just bet the over on some of these bad golfers like Bill Haas, Luke Donald, Jimmy Walker, Jason Duffner. I'd probably go that approach. But you got to remember, they are most likely going to have easier pin locations, just the fact that it's a pro-am and whatnot. So it is kind of tough to gauge. I'm kind of taking the wait and see approach there. So we'll see. The biggest edges we are still going to get are going to be looking at greens and regulations and fairways hit. So I'll pull that up. So using the 9 to 5 prop board, uh, we'll see if we have any bets that are considered like hammer bets. And we've got two okay so it would suggest that russell knox and bill haas are being overvalued for their current line now the event average is pulling in for pebble beach the whole tournament not just that track still 9.8 is not a lot we can see they have both been players that have been struggling off the tee i don't really want to do this for uh a bet, but it is the best numbers that we're getting out there. So like fairways hit, we bet Russell Knox under 11 and a half, and then also Bill Haas under 10, which I just, I don't love it. I don't. And then you also could do EVR, more birdies are better than Peter Malnati. Honestly, that's not a bad one. Um, I've noticed that the birdie or better matchups have been more or less 50%. So I've kind of stayed away from those a little bit more. Um, I wish, and I know why they don't now. Um, I wish it was just strokes based because it'd be so much easier to predict. Now let's just look at the ones that we have good bets on. So greens and regulation under for Scott Stallings, slightly um, projected to get 12.9, which is you know, obviously a little bit less, but all he has to do is, oh, well, you have to hit two more. 
at that. Two more greens in regulation at that. So he has to have 14 to get the over. So yeah, that makes sense to bet the under there. It's missing five greens. Could also do Tom Hoagie under fairway hit percentage if you want to tax some overs. And I don't love this. Victor Hovland over Jordan Spieth. Don't do that one. You could do Harry Higgs over Adam Shank. Another one that I don't love. And so for the line, that's going to be what the other player averages. So probably staying away from that. Jimmy Walker slightly over for birdie or better. So we can see like probably greens or regulation is the one that we're still going to be attacking and fairway hit percentage under for fairway hit percentage. Let's look at just the GUR in general. Yeah, still for the GURs, we're still favoring the under a little bit, but not as much. Okay. And just so you guys can see it down here a little bit more, we can kind of see why the Russell Knox under is popping up a little bit more there. And then the Bill Haas, we can kind of see why that's popping up a little bit more for the under there as well. Don't love them, but those are the best props that we're getting. Hopefully in round two, we'll get some better ones. That's all I have for you guys for this video. Let's have a good week. Good luck, guys. Um, should be a fun event. Pro-ams are fun, but let's not go too crazy with it. I'm excited to see what we got for props and round one showdown. All right, let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.